your eyes to the skies. It's time for Spaced Out on 95 PFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium. Earth to Josh. You there, Josh? Yeah, well How's it going? <laughs> it's good. It's good. How, how's everything out in Stardome? You're uh, just trucking away. I suppose you're getting ready for school holidays just around the corner. Yeah, yeah, just a few weeks away. Just yeah, getting ready for that and um, kind of uh, preparing for the less than favourable spring weather because it rains every oh, five minutes. I see. <laughs> yeah, it's raining now, apparently. Uh, uh, yeah, it is. Oh, uh, damn it. Damn it. I uh, obviously not good for looking at the stars and uh, from my end of things riding my bike home which is kind of like oh damn it yeah I walked today and I'm like oh bloody new I should have driven <sighs> bugger bugger now um, well, what do you hear just behind the scenes there what do you I mean how do you like get in the zone for preparing for the school holidays do you have to like there, there's some pep rallies that um, happen behind the scenes at the start on <laughs> yeah I mean well there's basically there's two of us there's me and our other educator John um so we run all the shows, mm. uh, we do shows almost on the hour, uh, and we also do rocket launching, so after every show we head out and do rockets. Um, I have to make a few rockets this week because they get damaged pretty easily, <laughs> um, so i got to get those prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, got to get a little bit versed on the actual sky, because you know, we do like little night sky shows, so I need to go remind myself what's actually in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's kind of just pretty all go with, you know, 50 kids per hour, which is pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice one. Uh, now, where are, we, where are we starting with space news this evening, Josh? What's the first story? Jeff Bezos is uh, blowing stuff up. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Jeff Bezos, has, um, his rocket company, uh, had a rocket malfunction. Um, the rocket exploded in this very spectacular fashion, um, and luckily there was no people on board. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they've. Um, this was this is the rocket that they've, that they've um, been you know using to send people up to space. So this is that tourist rocket. Um, and you know they've had probably five or six you know paying missions now with people, um, and this is that same rocket. This particular rocket, there wasn't actually people on board. It was it was an uncrewed one. Um, but yeah, you can actually see it in the launch video. You know the rocket setting up, and about a minute into the flight, um, you know something clearly goes wrong. The rocket kind of diverts off to the side. You can see this bright flame, and then the actual capsule um, activates its launch escape system. So that kind of jettisons away in this you know really spectacular fashion, and um, yeah, it doesn't make it to space, so it's a bit of a concern, I think, for their company, especially it's, for tourism. It's quite a buzzy-looking rocket. It looks like it's got windows at the top. It, well, it does, yeah. So this is the one where they, they've got those giant windows where that's where the tourists are actually sitting, so mm. they're looking out those windows. Um, and I think they're, like, the biggest windows that go to space, I believe. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the thing about these rocket escape systems is, you know, even if there were people on board... That would have been really scary, obviously, having the rocket fail, but it actually did its job, so it actually yes. pulled the caps all the way. It ended up landing safely, um, and it basically did what it was designed to do. Um, but, yeah, I think it would, you know, seeing that is probably going to deter a lot of people from going on that particular rocket. Well, I mean, um, what are the Gs like? Because the rocket is taking off into space, and then the emergency mm. capsule goes even faster. Is that, that the Gs that people... If, you, if it was crude, that they must be yeah. subjected to when the emergency capsule actually breaks off from the rocket would be extreme. Yeah, and it, it wouldn't be comfortable. I mean, ro- going into space itself on a rocket is not comfortable. You're already experiencing several Gs, you know, over just regular gravity. Mm. Um, but when that escape launch system activates, you're, you know, you are pulling 
being pulled so much faster than the rocket itself. So you're adding, you know, you could get up to five, sometimes six Gs on mm. these kind of ballistic re-entries. And that, you know, that's fast enough for a lot of people to actually pass out. Yeah. You know, so they're extremely fast speed, so it would be extremely unpleasant. And even if you didn't pass out and you were, you know, awake for the whole thing, yeah. um, it just would be horrible, you know. And there's, there's been cases where astronauts have actually gone through this. Um, but you've Obviously, also got, it's, I mean, like, it's better than dying, but it, oh, might, yeah, it would totally. be pretty rugged. <laughs> and, I mean, massively, and that's why it's, you know that's why we have these systems on you know crewed spacecraft. But yes. you've also got to remember that you know astronauts are trained for this stuff, whereas you know this rocket is for tourists. For tourists, mm. you know that they're not trained to sustain you know extreme G forces. Um, obviously, they will have some G forces going up to space, but yeah, I think it. Um, it might actually delay this rocket from launching people for quite a long while because, you know, they're going to have to do an investigation and all that stuff. So, yeah, I have to say. There's a, a really cool series of parachutes which open on the capsule. If anyone is interested in what we're talking about, I would definitely recommend checking out the video. It's quite spectacular uh, yep. of the capsule yeah, cool. blasting off and then, I guess, putting out a series of parachutes um uh, yeah like you say i mean would it will it put his space program back a bit because it's definitely going to shake some confidence yeah well when when these things happen because it is a man like a, a crewed rocket they have to do really thorough investigations so they could, they're not just able to you know launch another one next week you know mm-hmm. they've got to have to launch these big investigations which is done by you know the aviation authority so it's really likely that these this rocket's going to be grounded for months at this yes. point so it's not going to be able to fly until they actually, you know, figure out what exactly happened on the rocket, what yeah. went wrong. Um, and, you know, that's going to have to, I think, restore a lot of people's confidence and actually, you know, buying a ticket to go on this rocket again. Yeah. So, oh, what was, the, yeah. what was the, the particular cargo of this one? What was it trying to get into space? Um, it, was, it was some science payloads. I wasn't sure exactly what, but a lot of these um, unmanned ones, they actually just send scientific payloads. So they test, um, you know, a lot in universities. Um, make payloads, they send them on these uncrewed spacecraft and they, you know, test, you know, zero G, for example, um, the effects of microgravity, kind of in these brief short flights. Um, but yeah, this, it just kind of happened to be that this one wasn't manned because I, I, most of them, I think the last six have had people on them. So yeah, pretty lucky that there was no, no crew on this one. Mm. Is it a reusable rocket that they use? Yeah, it's a, well, not this one now, it's exploded, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, typically, typically they are. Um, these rockets, they fly up, they fly back down and land. Mm. Reused. Um, but yeah, they would have lost the rocket for this one. But this this rocket potentially had a couple of flights. Yes, yeah, it already had a few flights under its belt, so mm. it had a bit of air time. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe something went wrong, and when they were actually refurbishing the rocket, because every time yeah. it's flying, okay. they have to you know make sure yes. it's okay and yada yada yada. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see what comes out of the investigation. Okay, okay. Now. The, the next story is about NASA's DART spacecraft, which is kind of a, a mm. cool story. I guess this is almost a planet Earth defense type yep. uh, mission. Um, talk us through it. Yeah, so NASA's spacecraft is called DART. Um, that launched, I remember we talked about this last November. Um, so this spacecraft is next Monday. It will be slamming into an asteroid um, called Dimorphos. And the impact of this uh, collision, we're actually going to be seeing if... If we can actually deflect asteroids and slowly change the orbits over time, and if you know if these technologies can actually work, um, yeah. So if, in a nutshell, we're slamming a spacecraft into an asteroid to see if we can defend the Earth from asteroids, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, what I mean, what sort of change in direction are they hoping for? 
So it's going to be a really small change. I think um, I was just reading earlier that they basically think that it's going to change the orbit of this asteroid by about 10 minutes. So it's it's not a lot in terms of numbers. It would be like a you know 0.4 millimeter change in the orbit. But the thing about those really small changes in space is that over time, because space is really big, those changes actually add up. And mm-hmm. if we can actually slightly alter the orbit of anything in space, over the time, that's going to greatly change where that mm. object goes. Um, so when we find, you know, if we in the future we find an asteroid which is roughly the size and is, you know, on a collision course, if we hit it early, you know, far out enough, you know, five, ten years or whatever, um, that could actually change it so that it goes nowhere near Earth in the future. I see. Um, so it's, it's those little incremental changes that's actually going to slowly change it. It's not going to, you know, slam it out of the way, mm-hmm. um, but it, it, it's kind of a slow and steady thing. Does does the DART spacecraft have explosives on board, or is it just the sheer impact of the... Yeah, the... no no explosives. It's just the sheer mass of the actual spacecraft. It weighs, I think, like 600 kilos. Hmm. Um, so it's a pretty heavy thing. It's kind of literally just a big chunk of metal. There's no uh, there's no science instruments on it. It mm-hmm. literally just has... It has a navigation camera, some propulsion, and some solar panels, and that's pretty much it. Yes. So it'll just be slamming into this asteroid, and it'll be taking photos up until the last few seconds, so okay. hopefully we'll actually get those. All right. Um, but also, for us to actually observe it, so we, we've got two things. We're going to be observing it from Earth, so we'll be using telescopes on here on Earth. Uh, and the other thing we're going to do is, about a week ago, the DART spacecraft has a little um, a nanocube. It basically shot it off. And this little nanocube, which has a camera, will be flying past the asteroid at a safe distance, and that'll actually be looking back and filming it. Oh, my so goodness. Wow, what science. Yeah. That's crazy. So think, yeah, we're going to get some really cool photos of this crater, this massive you know, explosion on this asteroid, which wow. I think is going to be really, really cool. Holy moly. Yeah. How, much, how much do you think they've spent on this mission? This is, like, pretty radical, and you just got to, like, be... I mean, there's... there's Nothing else, really, other than being incredibly impressed by what these people are achieving with science yeah. and mathematics. Yeah, I, I think this. Um, I think this is a, ch- a cheap per se mission. It's yeah. one of their more affordable missions. I think it was after a billion dollars, which, in terms of space, is quite cheap, I believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this is just a technology test, and you know the reality is we don't actually know if this will even work. Like we might slam into it, and then there's no change in the orbit. Could it backfire? Uh, Could it like head towards Earth? I'm going to get you guys. No, so this, this particular, not, not this one. So this particular asteroid, NASA has stressed this asteroid is nowhere near Earth, so it doesn't pose any danger. Okay. Um, so we're, we're not yet, actually doing this anyway. to get rid of it. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, if it works in the future, if something is similar size and we you know, can build one quick enough, then we might actually be able to divert it, which is pretty cool. Hey, Josh, we just had a, uh, quite a nice text come through. Someone saying, my nephew did the rocket launching at the school holiday program. Oh, sorry, we've had heaps of text come through. Uh, hang on, I'm going back in time. Here we go. My nephew did a rocket launch at the school holiday program. Fast forward many years, he works at NASA now. True story. Uh, they lit the fire. Really? Yeah, there you go. Oh, well, look at that. Changing lives since ages ago. <laughs> now, uh, Josh, what I mean, in the more immediate future? Obviously, we talked about the school holiday program. What else is happening at the start on? Um, yes, we've got our we've got our sci-fi's. Um, all of our sci-fi lists been confirmed. So we've got um, uh, nine sci-fi's, pretty cool ones. So um, playing essentially every month until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we got Moon, Close Encounters, The Fly, Arrival, at Astro. Oh, The Fly, that's so scary. Oh, it's a great film, though. Cold classic. <laughs> uh, Looper, Sunshine, Terminator, and Armageddon. So, yeah, real, real stellar, stellar pick of um, sci-fis for the year. Yeah, awesome. All right, Josh. Um, but, you go, you go. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, they're all up on the website now. So, um, yeah, they sell up pretty fast. So, yeah, if anyone wants to see those on the big screen, yeah, definitely get in quick. Excellent. Hey, Josh from the Stardom, thank you very much. We'll check in with you in a fortnight's time. All right, I'll speak to you then. Bye. All right, thank you, Ted. Control, we are docked. That was spaced out on 95 BFM, thanks to the Stardom Observatory and Planetarium. <laughs>